Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's 6 o'clock on Dukes and Bell, the number one sports talk show in Atlanta for your ride home. Brought to you by Window Nation. Buy two windows, get two free. Visit WindowNation.com. Let's say good afternoon to our man, Steve Holman. Steve Holman, where are you today, Steve Holman? I am in Oklahoma City right now. Yeehaw. Walking back in the snow. A little brisk out, though. I thought Corey might give us, okay, L-A, Okay. <laughs> guess not. <laughs> All right. Gordon McRae, Oklahoma. <laughs> where the- That's right. That's right. It's Radio 92.9 The Game. Steve's got a great sense of humor, uh, and we have a lot of fun <laughs> with him. You can go check out the interview online at odyssey.com. It is Dukes and Bell. Um, Mike, we didn't mention this earlier today, but we do need to mention it, that Stetson Bennett, two-time, two-time two. college football playoff championship quarterback, is going to participate in the Senior Bowl. He's going to be there with Kenny McIntosh, Chris Smith, Warren McClendon, and, Mike, we know for a fact, we've seen it with the Falcons. Guys go to Senior Bowl, they perform at a high level, you get noticed. Mm. I get it. You feel like everybody should know who Stetson Bennett is because of what Georgia's done the last few years, and they do. But this gives you a chance to meet these guys up close and personal, and, Mike, maybe there's a general manager or a head coach that goes, I really like this kid. Right. And they take a shot. I'm not telling you first round. But they take a shot at Stetson, and maybe he doesn't go undrafted, Mike. Maybe he goes in the – in the third or fourth round, potentially, with the team that says, hey, we're going to take a shot at him. I don't know how this plays out, but it can't hurt Stetson being at the Senior Bowl. No, and again, I just think you want to get drafted, and you don't necessarily have to get drafted. You can be in the right place and just plug in. But, you know, and the Brock Purdy situation is, is certainly indicative. And like, I know Tom Brady's always been the greatest outlier of all time as a six-rounder. But you look at some of the things, if he can be comparable in the throws, I think uh, old hair helmet uh, Mel Kuyper had him listed as the 11th best quarterback coming out of college. Okay. Okay, I mean, you can do an entire show, as we often do, about Heisman Trophy winners that didn't do anything in the NFL. But something about the, the pedigree, something about, you know, the attitude. And, look, the, the chip on his shoulders got him this far, so why couldn't it get him at least a chance to make as much money as an A.J. McCarron or a Greg McElroy did, which gets you a chance. Carl, three years gets you that NFL pension. That's what I'd be shooting for next, and that's nice to have. No, it's great, man. So we wish all the dogs luck. The Senior Bowls practices and all that stuff will happen next week. We'll be keeping you updated. We'll have folks down there that we're talking to. In other Georgia football news, we talked about this yesterday. Um, and this is a situation that I'm, I'm hoping for the best, but I just don't know how Kirby and the, and the mm-hmm. athletic department is going to handle this rah-rah Thomas situation. Yeah, for those who don't remember, he is a transfer from Mississippi State in the portal, uh, a guy with SEC experience, and uh, one of the reasons why I think, you know, A.D. Mitchell's kind of said, well, I might be losing out on some reps. Let me get some better numbers elsewhere. According to the report, and this is from Dogs uh, 24-7, uh, and Jordan Hill has the story on this one, two officers dispatched to McWhorter Hall, where the uh, most of the Georgia players are, the underclassmen, 11.58, so nearly midnight Sunday night, possibly.
possible verbal altercation. One of the officers contacted a UGA employee and informed the, informed the officer there was a loud argument coming from one of the rooms, which later turned out to be Ra-Ra Thomas's room. Uh, one officer knocked on the door, at which point Thomas's 17-year-old female acquaintance, whose name we do not have, answered the door, told the officer there was an argument that had resolved itself. How Off- old? How old? 17. Hmm. Uh, you know, it could be 17 and three quarters. Sure, sure, sure. Go ahead. Uh, either way. Uh, and he's a young guy, too. Um, she told the officer there was an argument, resolved itself. Officer said, I'd like to see all the parties to the argument, which is standard procedure. You know, let's see everybody who's in there. Uh, at which point the female got Thomas. He identified in the report as the boyfriend. Officer spoke with Thomas while the other officer spoke with the female in question. And then she explained they got into a verbal argument. Apparently he got upset. She was following an unidentified male on Instagram. Got a lot of information here to mm. back. Well, no, this yeah, explains this why tempers flared. Right. She left McCorder Hall. Uh, and went to the gym. While she was at the gym, the argument continued over text message. She returned to the room, talked to Thomas again. This is Ron Ron Thomas. At which point they began to argue and yell, which got the attention of other people in the hall. During this point, the female heard Thomas tell one of the officers that she had hit Thomas. At this point, the female tells the officer Thomas had requested her to not tell anyone about the bruises he gave her. Per the report, the officer noted this information to revisit and requested the female continue with what she explained. Uh, the order of events, what happened. She then says she wanted to leave. After the argument started, Thomas stood in the dorm room doorway, blocking her exit, and she stated that she could not leave. He stated she could not leave. She said uh, she told Thomas that she wanted to call her mother, at which point Thomas grabbed the phone and her Apple Watch off her wrist, though she Mm. could not call her mom. Again, female telling the officer that after Thomas took her phone, the argument became physical. He grabbed her right arm with his left hand, leaving a bruise on her bicep where her thumb was, where his thumb was. She told the officer she began scratching, kicking, and hitting in an attempt to get out of the room and get away from him. And there's a lot more that goes on to the, uh, the cops asking more and more questions. Either way, we always on this program give the athlete and anybody else involved in these situations the benefit of the doubt. Innocence will prove guilty is what the country's all about. But when you have a set of circumstances that the Georgia Athletic Department is dealing with now, this was no time for this. And I don't think Kirby, regardless of where the investigation goes, because I know there's guys out there, cavemen will say, well, what did she do? There's no, come on, there's no margin for this, guys. Deion Sanders just took a bunch of all the female employees at the University of Colorado, show the football team we will respect women at this program. So I want to give this kid the benefit of the doubt, but I don't know this kid, Carl. And if this is accurate, and we always, as we learn from other situations, not necessarily how things went, but on all the information available, this guy ain't going to be at Georgia very long. I can tell you that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm listening, Mike. I'm processing the story as you're laying it out. From the, from the, this is from the report, right? The police report, correct? Correct. Young fellas, keep your hands to yourself. Like, it's so easy for me now, Mike, in my life, where I'm at, to say that. I know at 17, 18, 19, 20, these heated arguments, especially when you're dealing with young relationships or whatever the circumstances are, you got feelings for somebody, mm-hmm. and then it gets emotional, and then it gets physical. And it, 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 it's, is it nothing? No, it's not nothing. But you got to keep your hands to yourself. And, Mike, when you start taking watches off, allegedly this is what she reported, right, and you're taking cell phones, I mean, that, that's, that, and you're putting your hands on, on a young lady and you're grabbing her and then you're not letting her go where she yeah. wants to go. 
It's just not a good look. No, nope. Rara Thomas told the officers that the woman broke his laptop, and then she got physical with him. He told her, told the police, he placed her on the bed softly while she was hitting. Him. Of course, of course. Uh, the officer who wrote the report said he did not observe any injuries on Thomas's person, consistent with what he explained or uh, tried to explain it to him. Uh, I'm just, I'm moving along. There's a lot of stuff in this article. Uh, you can read it at Dogs Two Four Seven. At this point, two of the officers determined, quote, there to be enough probable cause to charge Thomas uh, for battery, family violence, first offense. False imprisonment. That's what he was arrested for. Yeah. All right. Just, just word, of, word, words of, of wisdom here. She wants to leave. Letter. Letter. That's it. That, that's, that's the end of this story, Mike. Because you know what, Rara? What happened? You get a chance to calm down. Mm. She gets a chance to calm down. Maybe you get a chance to come back together. But at the end of the day, when you start, you know, not letting people do what they want to do, and then you, you put your hands on people, this becomes the problem. Right. And and I think, Mike, to Dion's point. Like he said it with his program, and, and I'm sure Kirby's had this discussion with his guys. There is no excuse. Like you can't call or have your mom call me and be like, well, my baby didn't mean to do that. There is no excuse. Like that's it. You had your chance. You knew what the rules were, and you screwed this up. So I just don't have any sympathy for guys, especially young men who know, hey, man, I'm here on scholarship. I got a real chance to do something. This kid led Miss State in receptions and touchdowns last right. year. His numbers probably would have been off the charts here at Georgia. I don't know. Maybe they still will be. But I do think this is a, a hard thing to try to overcome. Now, again, guys, uh, a few months down the road when this gets adjudicated, perhaps more information comes to light. We're just giving you, as Carl and I said, we go with what we have. Just like we talked with Marcelo Zuna at the time, which then later proved the body camera stuff wasn't what the uh, Sandy uh, Springs police made it sound like it was going to be, right? So I'd like to give people the benefit of the doubt. But in light of the tragedy, which, again, has nothing to do with it, but it has everything to do with it. Because you just, everyone's got to be minding their peace and cues and making better decisions. And, Carl, this isn't Oklahoma in the mid-'80s. In 2023, I think yeah. everybody, and I don't care if you're 17 or 37 or 100, everybody knows which way the wind blows today, what you should not be doing. Shouldn't do it. All right, 404-741-0929. We'll see what happens with that. But that report is something that Mike and I were looking at and wanted to share it with you guys because I know many of you are like, what happened? What's the deal? Right. Um, here, I, I do want to let you hear Stetson Bennett, guys, because we didn't play this earlier. He ended up winning best quarterback. It's the Manning Award presser, and Stetson was talking about, you know, a lot of different things. But one of the things he was talking about is how memorable this ride has been for him as a quarterback. So this is him at the Manning Award presser. I just – I hope that, you know, everybody can remember what it was like on that ride because it was nuts. It was nuts, um, you know. Them hating me, me hating them, us falling in love together, you know, coming back, playing football. <laughs> I mean, it was the, yeah, I mean, you know, Dennis, you know that. Um, I mean, it, it it was special. And um, I wouldn't change a single thing. Uh, I don't think I'd be here without it being that way. Right on, man. Look, the story is is amazing. Despite the, some of the things that were said about him during the celebration. And again, everybody, you know, I, I think now realizes what was going down. And when, when you look at it, take it on, on, look at all the things this guy's accomplished, all the things he had to battle. And now I like, I would like to see, I think there's a place for this guy in the NFL. If he can, if he can do the physical stuff, I know the size argument, but Kyler Murray was luckily that one quarter inch that said, okay, you can play in the NFL. Right. You know, there's been guys that are able to do Drew Brees is not the biggest guy in the world. You, know, you stand next to Drew Brees, you say, wow, that guy's an NFL quarterback. But getting back to the things at UGA, Carl, uh, the, the legacy is secure. And, and anybody who hated on this guy, I'd look in the mirror. What are you hating on this guy? And all those idiots, like, was, who was the guy up in Tennessee? Who was it, Ainge? Who was the guy that was yeah, Eric Ainge, the former Vols quarterback? All these guys. Squid Billy was arguing with Mackenzie Milton, the former Central Florida quarterback. All these guys that felt, oh, I could have done that out of Georgia. But yeah. guess what? You didn't. So you didn't. 
Yeah, it takes it takes a lot, man. Um, them hating I, me, me hating them. I know, Stetson. We know the story. Here's Bennett talking about uh, one of the keys to to the dogs going back to the championship, and that's getting Cedric Van Pran back, Mike, the center. He is coming back. We announced this. He announced it, and we talked Huge. about it. And Stetson was talked about uh, talking about it at the Manning Award presser. I mean, Ced is that constant, right? He's that. He's that. He's the consistent. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't get hurt. He he doesn't do anything. He he plays every single play and every single snap, and he wants to. He loves football. Um, you know, and I don't know if he loves his teammates or football more. Um, which is you know that that's special, especially whenever it's it's that position. I mean, it's huge for the offensive line, the anchor, the center, everything. Everything what he said, what Stetson said. To get that guy back, and you imagine had you lost him and the other pieces you're losing, McClendon going, that those are big it's a, pieces. It's a complete offensive line right. rebuild. I think the center, and I say this, is the most important position. When we talk about our offensive line with the Falcons, Mike, we've been talking about this for the last few years, right? Yeah, you got Lindstrom, you got some other people. The center, though, have we figured that out? Because it is a huge piece when you're talking about getting the signals, getting guys lined up, picking up the blitz packages, all the things that you do. A lot of times, those are the smartest guys on your offensive line. And I think this guy, with all the experience, and now, Mike, two rings coming right. back. Guys, he could have went in the NFL. He was going to be a top pick. And he, he decided to come back. And Warren McClendon, we did mention yesterday, he got invited to the Senior Bowl. Obviously, a lot of stuff he's been dealing with, but he gets a chance to show the pro scouts what he can do. All right. Third-rated center on the board coming back to Georgia. Right. He'll be the first-rated center on the board next year. Let's hope he stays healthy and everything goes well. When we come back... It's all about leadership. Where is it coming from? We'll talk about it when we get back here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Them hating me, me hating them. (laughs) Story of the Day. Brought to you by MaximumCashHomeBuyers.com. Fair cash offers for as-is homes. Don't waste your time with repairs. Call 678-902-2000. Yesterday, we got a chance to talk to our baseball insider, Grant McCauley. And one of the things that we discussed, Mike, but it was kind of a roundabout way. And I'm curious to know what Braves fans coming off of the Fan Fest last weekend think about this. Travis Darnot was asked over the weekend about how much the Braves are going to miss Dansby. And Darno's comments were basically, Mike, if you didn't learn about Freddie's situation and how much this is a business, you have learned that again with Dansby. But he also said, I believe in the guys we have here. So just a couple of things, guys. One, Michael Money Harris, everybody looked good. Ozzy believes that that uh, Ronald Acuna is going to be better than he was in 2019. He could have won the MVP in 2019, Okay. And he's saying he looks healthy, he's, he's good to go. Ronald even said, I'm excited to go. So there's a lot of reasons to be excited for this team. We heard Mike Soroka talk about competing for that fifth rotation spot with his buddy Ian Anderson. But, Mike, where's the leadership coming from? We took this for granted when Freddie left, and then we found out, okay, Dansby's taking that rollover, and he did a hell of a job. But now, you know, who's going to be that guy in the clubhouse that you go, yeah, that's where the leadership's coming from. And, guys, we don't take this for granted. These championship teams all have it. We may have the talent to be a championship team, but I'm not just going to dismiss, Mike, the fact that you've lost two years back-to-back, Freddie and Dansby. Yeah, I think that uh, if you want to go by the, uh, I guess, by tenure, 
it would be Ozzie Albies. Ozzie Albies, uh, who's, we've seen him with accountability. We've seen him calling guys out on the base pass, Acuna. Uh, or maybe you think Austin Riley. Travis Darno just being the leader as a catcher and the guy that's kind of like the core, although he's not going to be playing every day. They're going to alternate with the Murph, the guy who got from the A's. But I guess I would default to Austin Riley, who's a very kind of soft-spoken guy, okay. who's not going to be a rah-rah in your face guy. He's going to just kind of lead by example, I guess. Dansby was a guy who embraced it, working with the younger players. Remember, sat here in studio. Carl set that up. We had Dansby in here, talked all about how much he really enjoyed that. I, I like, I get it. I like Grissom. I believe in Vaughn Grissom, and he's been working with Ron Washington. I just felt they're really, truly, for the first time in the history of pro sports, everyone talks about a hometown discount. A hometown discount was offered, and the Braves would not make the stretch. I mean, he, he basically sacrificed. We're talking like sacrificing like twenty-five to thirty million dollars. Yeah, it's dumb. And and the Braves wouldn't go that extra mile. And I've got all the I love these baseball fans. <laughs> they just love the analytics and they love the numbers and all that. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think there's something which you cannot find in a war or a you know any of the different stupid acronyms we use. Leadership. You just touched on, and that's what he does. Snicker, by the way, says he's very confident. Quote: We won't miss a beat okay. in regards to leadership. Um, and listen, I think Snit knows his team. He knows his guys. I also think Snit Mike believes, okay, when Freddie left, I was like, damn. But guys stepped up, and those roles were, those shoes were filled. And I, I have to believe he feels the same way about the Dansby situation now. You know, he says, I know someone will step up in spring training as this 2023 Brave squad comes together. Mm. That is you what. Know, I, I, I saw the eye black situation. <laughs> um. Now, there's leadership. <laughs> That's Freddie Freeman talking you know, you, about Acuna. You, you don't put the sunglasses over the A. You yeah, know, you don't, yeah, you don't put yeah. the sunglasses over the A. You know, I mean, and for those, again, there's a lot of sound that for guys who don't listen to the show on a regular basis. That was two seasons ago. Yeah, apparently Freddie was uh, Freddie was part of the, the sunglass and eye black police. Um, yeah, that's when he went to the Dodgers, right? That was one of the first pressers he did uh-huh. about leaving Atlanta. Um, I'm not just going to dismiss this. And I do believe in Brian Snicker, and I do think Snit believes – as he said, somebody will step up in the spring training. We'll get a feel for this team. I don't take this for granted. And by the way, as much as I love Acuna, Acuna for life, Mike, he's not been the vocal leader that a lot of people might think he is. He produces. He performs at a high level, but I don't know if he's that guy in the clubhouse. No, I, I think, and there's just a different dynamic. He, he's not. Was Andrew Jones a leader on the Braves? No, I mean, he was He was a, a key cog in it, but it was Chipper and the pitchers that were the leaders of those Braves teams. Yeah. So coming off of Fan Fest, we just wanted to bring it up because we talked to our buddy Grant McCauley yesterday, and then to hear Travis Darno say, listen, it's a business, but I do believe in the guys that we have here. And, and maybe... Mike, maybe it's Michael Money Harris who steps into those shoes. Yeah, it could be a new, a new Jack, a new Jack Brave, right? Yeah, you don't have to have twenty years' experience in, in the club. You got to play well, but you also just have to be respected. And I think you know, if you go about your business that way, we're going to see Strider may end up being one of those guys. But I always think it's hard for pitchers who pitch Mike every fifth day hmm. to, to step into those shoes. What do you guys think? Text us four zero four seven four one zero nine two nine. You can text us on our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Find us. He is Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at Put Em Up. See Dukes, the radio show. Dukes and Bell, 929. Follow the radio station, guys, at 929 The Game. Stay up on everything that's going on. We're on Facebook at 929 The Game and Insta as well and across all social media platforms. Oh, uh, you're just talking baseball. And I got to be honest with you. About this time last year, I think I went off. It was maybe two years ago. I went off on a Larry Walker getting in the Hall of Fame with those, you know. Yeah, Colorado Rocky. Amplified stats from playing in Colorado. When he went on the road, he was 100 points lower in his batting average and slugging percentage. 
This one is really making me nuts. You know, we know that Fred McGriff is already in by the the contemporary committee, which got him in. And we had him on. Right. And we love everyone loves Crime Dog. Scott Rowland is going into the Hall of Fame with 76% of the vote. For those who don't remember, Scott Rowland uh, played for the Phillies, played for the Cardinals. Um, John Chucker and I were just talking about this during the commercial break as he was anticipating his induction. Uh, he, he once finished fourth in MVP voting. Okay. Dale Murphy, and again, Dale's gone through different committees and he missed out on this last one. But Murph is a two-time Major League Baseball internationally MVP. Mm-hmm. And, and he had nearly 400 home runs and, and played clean. And he did have some injuries, which certainly affected his numbers down the stretch. He's got, he's got 100 more hits in his career than Scott Rowland. It just drives me. To me, the, the Hall of Fame was something when I was a kid, going to Cooperstown, it was special. And it's been diluted and diluted. The Veterans Committee is diluted. And it just continues to get diluted. I don't, diluted. I don't like this. I don't think Scott Rowland is a Hall of Famer. He, the baseball is the Hall of Really Good now. It's not the Hall of Fame for me. Well, when you start letting average players, and that's saying a lot because he was good. You just mentioned it. But was he great? When you start letting good players in, what should be just great players, Mike, it diminishes what the hall is. And, you know, this has become kind of the debate. When you go back and look at guys that have been inducted or who have gotten enough of the votes, it's rare where you have five or six or seven guys going in. It's a very limited amount. Right. Right? Because they try to make it exclusive. But the reality is, it's not really exclusive when you start skewing the numbers. And I've said this, guys. This is going to get worse. And the reason is, Mike, the money involved, mm. guys don't have to play as long. Nope. So the numbers are not going to be what we qualify as, hey, he's had Hall of Fame numbers. It could be a really good player who may only play for eight or ten years, Mike, who made $400 million and says, I'm out. Right. And then we're trying to qualify, okay, is he a Hall of Famer or not? That's part of this, too. So – I don't know if it gets any easier as we move along, but, you know, a, a guy like Billy Wagner, you talk about whether or not he's a Hall of Famer. I saw Billy Wagner up close and personal. I think Billy Wagner is a, a Hall of Fame closer, right. right? But is he, you know, considered to be better than some of the other closers that are in the Hall? When you start comparing right. Wagner's numbers and he was liked by the media, he played on winning teams, all right. of this stuff that we talk about. I mean, Rivera, it's, don't get me wrong. I mean, everybody says he's like one of the greatest of all time. I mean, I get it. When you're first off, you got to be in the position to win all those games. You're playing on a team which is the best in baseball for 15 years, and he did his job, but I just – And Scott Rowland, here's the deal, though. He he played – his glove was unbelievable. It was good, though. He was, was a slick fielding yes. third baseman. But, I mean, Chipper Jones, first ballot Hall of Famer, Mike Schmidt, Brooks Robinson. I mean, there's guys that you, you, you picture. Scott Rowland, by the way, at one point he got 10% of the vote a couple of years ago. And it's almost like, you better put nobody in and just let Crime Dog go by himself <laughs> than this. And look, I know that if I, I say this about a lot of players, but I think it's true, guys, and this is not being a homer. I've lived in Atlanta 24 years. I moved here. I didn't know who Tommy Nobis was because I never heard of him in New York. You put Tommy Nobis on the Bears or the, or the New York Giants. You put Jeff Van Note on the Giants or the, uh, or the Patriots. Those guys get in the Hall of Fame. And you put Dale Murphy you know, into Chicago or Boston, he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I just I, I believe that with my heart of hearts, and it's just a shame because he's one of the good guys who did it the right way and and was played in a phenomenal clip. And and if you want to say about Larry Walker, he did it for about again. Was it a sample size you're looking for? Did it tail off too much? I just don't think Scott Rowland is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I'm looking at Jeff Kent, Mike. Jeff Kent was a hell of a player. Was not a Hall of Famer. No. And Jeff Kent has 25, 61, over 2,500 hits. Right. He led. The Amer- or the uh, National League twice. He was a home run leader. Um, he played both second and third. He was versatile. He was tough. 
He didn't miss games. Mm-hmm. He, he was an MVP. Jeff Kent, Jeff Kent was a hell of a player. He's not a Hall of Famer. And that's my point. If you're going right. to compare guys, that's that's what I'm talking about. And Jeff Kent's name, by the way, appears once in the Mitchell report. He, he's not going to get in. Kent's not going to get in. Media, but, also, media did not like him. He was he, because he was surly, right? Surly. Oh, surly, right? Very much so with the with the media. I just think when you look at the numbers and you say, well, what are his numbers compared to a guy like Roland? Kent was a better player, in my opinion, Mike. Right. He was more impactful. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the comparison. I'm just saying, if you want to start talking about hits and what a guy did, his right. resume screams he was really good. Does it scream Hall of Fame? I just and I know that we're very close to the Dale Murphy situation. We love having Murph on and being at Murphs during baseball season, but that just ah, that just sticks in my craw. You know, my dad loved Gil Hodges. Took Gil Gil Hodges was gone and dead and gone for forty years before he finally got in the Hall of Fame. And this guy was like the backbone of the great Brooklyn Dodger teams. Phil Rizzuto gets in because the New York media loved Phil, but he wasn't he wasn't a Hall of Fame player. There's just the, the, it's it's so subjective. It's why when you and I it's funny we had a conversation earlier today in uh, in Guy Talk. It's like. These these Oscars, it's you. The movies are so varied. You got art house flicks that maybe one percent or less of the country saw compared to like a Top Gun or an Elvis movie. To me, all this stuff is subjective. Yeah. But the Hall of Fame is supposed to be. Here are the guys that are the true greats of their sport. Scott Rowland is not the true great. He is a nice piece. The best you, the best season you were fourth in the Hall of Fame. I'm sorry, in the MVP ballots. Yeah. Come on, that's your best year. Substance, Mike. Substance when we talk about these uh. movies. Um, by the way, Kevin D says Dukes and Bill without Freddie's leadership, the Braves won 101 games. They'll be fine. Slow your roll. Yeah, but Dansby was the guy that Cor- stepped into that vacuum. Correct. Correct. Right. And and I I, I know it's with sunglasses. Come on, Freddie. You don't have you have your hair a certain length. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, I, I'm not going to jump the gun like that. And we didn't do Jack in the playoffs, by the way. We didn't do Jack. Right. All right, we got to get tonight's game winner, Mike. Hey, did you see any of the Oscar-nominated movies? Because if you did, you'd probably know it. We were talking about the movies. I think you and I have seen less movies this year that are nominated. I got seven. I need to see. What was the best movie you saw in 2022? How's that? Okay, it could be whether it's, whether it's popcorn fun. A blockbuster, art house stuff, the best movie you saw in 2022, which would be getting up for the Oscar. How's All right, that? fair enough. Tonight's game winner, 404-741-0929. A little cinema verite. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
and the winner is... Time to take the game winner on Dukes and Bell. Your last chance to sound off on today's show. So don't stink. Call now, 404-741-0929. Today's question... Hey, man, the Oscar nominations came out today, and uh, i got to be honest, this is probably the year I've seen the fewest amount of uh, motion pictures, Carl, that have been nominated for your consideration. Um, I saw the Elvis flick. You saw the Avatar, The Way of Water. Yeah. Uh, the other one I saw, obviously Top Gun Maverick. We both saw that one. Yep. Uh, the Fablemans I'm going to watch. I want to I want to watch All Quiet on the Western Front. I just saw That's that. That's on Netflix. Yep. yep. Um, Women Talking, Triangle of Sadness. There's a few more, Mike. I, like I said, one, two, three, four. There's probably six that I haven't seen. Yeah. And again, Triangle of Sadness, it's kind of all over the place. The one that is really bananas is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which I believe has the most nominations. I... Tried to get through that now in two parts. Um, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, some some really trippy filmmaking. I'll give it that, but uh, we'll see if that one steals the show. Squid Billy is considering camping out, Carl, in Hollywood until Top Gun and Tom Cruise gets his Oscar. Well, listen, it's it's worthy. Was it one of the most entertaining movies I've seen? Yes. Um, but it's not. I don't think it's Oscar worthy. Well, here's the deal. This is what I was talking about last break. Substance, right? You left... After you watched it, or if you watched it at home recently, you felt full. It gave you everything that great movies give you. Now, were these Oscar-worthy performances? I said it when we, we talked about it in the first day I went to see it, Mike. I said, it's better than the first one. And everyone's like, oh, you're crazy. And then you guys were like, you're right. It's better than the first one. And that's saying a lot. I don't know if it's going to win, but I do think it's worthy of a nomination. All right, man, who's up first, Chris? Tim, the best movie you saw last year that maybe should have been nominated for an Oscar, and maybe it was. What you got? Hey, hey, man. Hey, man. Uh, with the Braves, with the Braves uh, defending the division and the Bulldogs going back-to-back natties, I didn't watch too many movies, but the one that stuck out was Don't Look Up with Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, yeah. Highly recommend it. It's spot on. All right, guys. Appreciate it's it. a really funny movie, about, especially the way the media would have handled, Carl, the end of the world. Oh, these, yeah. uh, there's these uh, astronomers, and they realize that there's a, was it a comet or an asteroid that's going to hit the Earth, and they're, they're trying to explain to people and, and how the media just <laughs> nobody pays attention to the story <laughs> <laughs> and how everyone gets involved in their usual BS, and they have kind of like a Jeff Bezos kind of uh, uh, Steve Jobs character. And he gets the contract to destroy the asteroid because they have a bits. It's a lot of stuff going on. Okay, very funny. That's a you know that's a good pull right there. Who's up next, Chris? Chris, the other Chris. Hey man, you're in the game. Best flick you saw last year? Hey man. Hey man. Hey, great taking calls on the um, on the foul. Not on the Falcons on the Hawks today, man. Great stuff today. To the movie. Um, this one had you know history. Uh, had some tearjerker in it, uh, great fighting scenes, and it was about the women. I got to go with the Women King with Viola Davis, man. That was awesome. Surprised it's not up for an award. Good point. You know, I saw that when the ads came out. We talked about it when it first came out. Now, by the way, I looked, and I haven't seen The Fablemans yet. I, I, that movie just literally snuck under the wire to get consideration for this year's Oscars. You yeah, know, and just did. came in. Now, I mean, you know it's it going to be good with Spielberg, but there's a documentary on Spielberg that runs every once in a while. That's great. That has all the other directors that he came up with, Carl, which is fascinating. Talks about his his journey. But uh, it is interesting. He's finally, finally getting around to making the movie about his childhood. Who's up next, Chris? Swede. Swede, best flick you saw this year. There were two of them. First of all, Shawshank Redemption, because I'd never seen it before. <laughs> it's great. Again, I believe that's... that's and the other one uh, was Don't Look Up. I would have to say that was good. And... Uh, 
One last thing I want to say to you. Eddie Matthews was a personal friend of mine, and he told me that his animosity with the media cost him at least five years before he got into the Hall of Fame. I believe um, it. Thanks, guys. You got, there were guys Thank that you. didn't vote for Ted Williams. Yeah, I believe it. I read the Lee Montvale book about Ted Williams, and he's called him the Knights of the Key, uh, the Knights of the Typewriter. Yeah, and, he, and and they just and even in Boston, he was despised by the writers. Uh, it's it mind blowing. Again, no one's ever gotten hundred percent. Right, Tom that, Seaver, I believe, that, that, and then Marion Rivera, the two highest. No, Rive- Rivera, 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 Rivera was the right. is the Rivera only one. And yeah. and as a reliever, Mike, come right. on. Come I got to be honest. If all the guys that get hundred percent, it should have been Rivera. But if I'm said, honest, but no, I'm saying Griffey. Right. I mean, all these guys that, yeah. that, that Aaron Mays, DiMaggio. Nobody gets 100%. It's ridiculous. Uh, by the way, our man John Chuckery is back. It's good to see you. You look good. Uh, I know you got a lot to get into tonight, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, we're not brain dead. So we're. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, you can make the jokes. Well, yeah. Well, John, John had a health yeah. scare, which yeah. scared me. If I'm yeah, honest, yeah, I know you're going to talk yeah. about you scared. Everybody got, we, you, we were worried about you, big yeah, fella. I know you guys were. And listen, I, 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 I've got nothing but the best coworkers, man. I mean, you guys and Randy was calling the hospital and everything like that. You know, Randy called the hospital when I had my heart attack. He was calling me, you know, here, you know, a month ago. So uh, I, I definitely have the best coworkers. So, but I, I thank you guys and, yeah, we'll get into all of it. I mean, we got Brad rolling on. We're gonna talk some Hawks. We'll talk some Falcons. Um, I missed a lot, by the way, too. Like I, I missed everything. Like all, all these, all these John things. is now going to review yeah. everything that happened yeah. from December fifteenth yeah. on. Yeah, every every single thing that that happened. We got we got a whole time capsule of stuff. So. <laughs> well, you got plenty of time to do yeah. it, but it is good to see you. Uh, stay tuned, guys. John yep. Chuckery's coming up. Stay right here. Let's get out of here and clear out though. Dukes and Bella wrapping up another show. So it's time for Let Me Clear My Throat on Sports Radio 92.9. The game. Thanks to Steve Holman for stopping by. Bang! He talked Mm. about our Hawks. It's online at odyssey.com. We also got a chance to talk to Chuck Smith today, talking about the dominance of these defenses. Mm. We're going to break down the O-line, D-lines, and the matchups going into this weekend's games on Friday with Chuck. I cannot wait to see what he's thinking about who has advantages. Tomorrow, Mike, we're going to have some fun, man. We're going to be out at the Atlanta United Training Ground in Marietta tomorrow. Now, again, not open to the public, guys. We'll be out there, but it's our first chance to get a look at some of the new-look players and, more importantly, management, Mike. Yeah, we're going to talk to Garth. Party on, Garth, the new general manager, and talk about what's going on. And I know that there's a lot of United fans wondering, hey, we maybe moved on from some guys that were costing us a lot of money. And now it's time to go replace those guys. And what is the plan? Because the transfer window is still open. We'll try to get from Garth Lagerway what the uh, game plan is going to be moving forward. And I saw, we mentioned earlier, you had uh, Joseph Martinez welcome. I think it was yesterday down in Miami. They had a big event for Inter-Miami. And he was welcomed by the fans down there. Can't wait. A lot of fun tomorrow. Plenty of football conversation as well. A few guests we're chasing down as we continue to talk about the NFC-AFC championship games. And Connor Riley will stop by as well. A lot of dog news that we'll need to get to with Connor Riley. So make sure you're here starting at 2 o'clock. Turtle, great job behind the glass as always. Bo Morgan, executive producing. Mike Bell, let's get out of here, man. Clear your throat. Hey, man. We were just talking today about you know Aaron Rodgers. And Joe Namath said maybe Aaron Rodgers should come to the Jets. i got to be honest with you. I think Aaron Rodgers needs to leave Green Bay. I think it's time. And there, he is interested, though, and this came out in ESPN today. He is open to reworking the deal 
if he plays in 2023. Oh, here now, we go. This is exactly the same. You want to talk about history repeating itself? That's Green Bay because Brett Favre pulled the same stuff for nearly five years. I tell you, maybe it is time to part ways. You're diminishing returns. Two NFC championships, division championship this year, missing the playoffs because you threw two bad interceptions. Maybe it's time for a change of scene or maybe the Jets are equipped right now just missing a QB. Maybe that is a good idea. Broadway Joe maybe should be telling Aaron Rodgers where to go. If I said, wow, thing. Dun, dun, dun. You know the song, right? Yes. Well, Spencer Strider has switched his number to 99, which means he will be our wild thing. He said Ricky Vaughn, who was played by Charlie Sheen, is his favorite movie. Of course, it's Major League. It came out in 1989, for those of you who don't remember. And if you're a nostalgia sports movie buff, Mm. go watch it. It's fun. And I kind of think Spencer Strider is wild thing. (laughs) And he's going to play that when he goes to the mound this year. That's awesome. I love a team with character. Spencer Strider, thank you. We need more Mm. of this. By the way, 20 starts, 200 strikeouts. How many strikeouts will he have in 25 to 35 starts Mm. if he stays healthy this year? Just think about it. Hey, if you love the show, you tell your friends. If you don't, don't give me this old late stuff, Dorn. And we wear caps and sleeves at this level, son. Start the bus. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 